Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello, my people, my people. Welcome back to another amazing and fabulous show. Today, we have a, a very charming and wonderful guest that I am pleased to be talking to today. Uh, he is uh, great indeed. Uh, he is very well respected uh, from around the world. He has uh, done some great things in his lifetime, uh, has traveled many places. He has uh, contributed to articles on health service management to medical and related presses. Um, this particular uh, individual is from uh, Lincolnshire in England. Uh, Henry VIII has, in fact, called it the most uh, boorish county of our realm. Uh, he's been lavishly entertained at uh, Dorton Abbey at the northeastern uh, stream of the county and have been in the Humber uh, history. And I, I know I have butchered that <laughs> uh, word quite uh, frankly, uh, so give me, uh, do bear with me as I continue to read this further. So Curry spent his childhood and adolescence there. Uh, so he was helped with his writing by liberal uh, poet uh, Henry Trace and uh, Father Wadro uh, Jude. Uh, so he definitely has um, put in quite uh, a bit of work in his time. And he uh, later spent, uh, spent some time uh, doing some work in medicine. Uh, about eight years of management or replacement uh, in the uh, psychiatric ward, ward um, by the community of mental health services in uh, North London. Um, he became a cook. Uh, he has traveled around Europe, the Middle East, North Africa, and the U.S. of A. As I mentioned uh, about his travels, he writes about places he traveled. Uh, he has uh, wrote about uh, three, uh, five books that we will talk each about. Uh, so, uh, you know, I definitely want to give, you know, Colin, uh, Kurt, uh, who is, is, is the person that I'm talking about, respectively, the opportunity to tell you about his experience in full. So um, without further ado, let's just bring on Colin Kurt. Uh, so how are you doing today, sir? Okay, well, that is a, a introduction to me, which, uh, I, I, I can't do anything other than expand on a bit. Um, North Lincolnshire is a very rural sort of area, which is where I was brought up and did some farm labouring and that kind of thing. But after that, I went to um, Edinburgh University and I spent four years in the capital of Scotland, which is a very, very beautiful city. And in fact, Bronze, which is the novel that we're talking about mainly, um, is set partly in Edinburgh and partly in Florence. And all the Edinburgh parts of it, in fact, go back to the time when I lived there, which is uh, many years ago now, because the book is actually set in the 1970s. And it endeavours to portray um, the life of uh, a young Scotsman um, who then embarks on a long summer holiday in um, Italy, and uh, it's all his exploits while he was in Italy. 
Other books that I have written are mainly um, to do with sacred places. I get an enormous amount of pleasure out of visiting sacred places like the sacred um, remains in, in Delphi, which is where the um, Delphi remains of the Python are, are very, very famous. And I've actually been in the Python's cave which you can't go into now because it's all sealed off. Um, and I've been to the sacred mountain in Jerusalem and all, all, all the sacred places that are reasonably easily accessible from from my part of the world, including Samarkand, which is one of the most amazing places I've been to. But um, I go to them because I like the vibes that are there. I like getting the experience of being in a place where um, a lot of other folks have been and, and enjoyed the experience of being somewhere totally, totally unique. The only one that seems to me to be close to heaven is, um, is Temple Mount in Jerusalem, which is the most extraordinary place because it is a flat space the size of about four football fields um, and you cannot see over the edge unless you're standing near the edge. So you seem to be floating in the heavens. It's a superb experience. Um, the other books I've written are um, mainly um, on poets and poetry, and I have written quite a lot of poetry. And a couple of my books are on um, religious subjects. And I've also written one called Aidan's Goldfish, which is an account of 9-11 um, from a, a very precise historical point of view. Otherwise, I, I'm still a cook. I still um, have a vegetarian restaurant and cook for it, and people still come and eat our food, so it can't be too bad. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, this, this is very, you know, I find that very, I find all of that very fascinating, and, you know, it, it just seems like you have immersed yourself in the fullness of life itself and and then your writing is reflective of it. And and it's just every bit of the travel uh, has been it, it has been a drip drop uh in each of the, the writing. Uh for example, in life in poetry, you know, as we begin to uh, look at look at that a bit. Uh, you know, you you uh, begin to talk about the the bit of the influence of this book as uh, you know it is obvious um, in the uh, the poetry of this. Ha, you know the, the the from the from your travels and the uh, the mount the Temple Mount. Um, Going going back to Egypt, you know. So, so well, one of the um, one of the most amazing things that happened to me was when we were in the temple at Abydos in um, in Egypt. When, in fact, I saw a little spot of light um, go up one side of a wall, and it was going to shine directly down on what had been the um, Pharaoh's throne. And I sat on it and said to my partner, take a photograph of me when a spot of light drops on my head. And then she did. And, and there's a, actually a copy of the photograph is in life in poetry. 
because it, it just shows my head covered in, in a gold mask. And then the, the spot of light went off again. And I had no idea that that actually happens only on Midsummer's Day. And we happen to be there on Midsummer's Day. It happens at midday on Midsummer's Day. And I couldn't understand how it was possible to have a hole in a piece of rock fine enough to do that. It hadn't got blocked by sand over the centuries, but it worked and it was very interesting. I, I'm always on the lookout for, for things that are different and, and try and find some logical explanation to them. And usually you can, but not always. And that's what I think is interesting about sacred places, that um, you know, other people have had the experience and, and the vibes keep, keep around there. Yeah, so why is it you think people don't, you know, cure anymore and why people don't, you know, write, write on, on, on things, you know, uh, or, or don't allow uh, for, you know, their writing to be re- so reflective on, on things like that, you know, uh, as, as though you were able to do? And how, how are you able to switch it on like that? Um, well, which is on, I, I think that most of my time I go around with my eyes open, and I don't, I don't spend all my time looking at the screens, which I think is the problem nowadays. It, it, there are so many diversions that um, commercial powers and the state put in front of you to not give you the time to just see what's around and what's so delightful and wonderful in nature and in life generally. I mean, it bothers me that any time you do anything nowadays, you're, you're asked 10 minutes later if you'll evaluate it. I mean, who could care less what you or I think about some hotel or, or boat or goodness what? When, when the, the, there's all sorts of amazing things to see, but just for free and... and, and you know, they, they, they don't get appreciated properly. They don't get written about enough. Yeah, I, I really, I, think I really think that you, you know, you you capture, you know, uh, what you know what is really missing uh, from 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 this modern society. You know, um, you know, rather than just you know, the romantic, you know. Uh, the romantic watered down, you know, uh, poetry that we often so much so accustomed to. And, you know, it, it it's so much more deeper than that, you know, and it, it, it you know, we, you know, we, we often don't allow ourselves to, you know, get in touch with our spiritual side. And, and it seems like you, you know, had more of a, a, a deep spiritual, uh, immersion you know when you when you had all these travels is it fair to say i think it's a lot to do with um how you brought up and, and the people that teach you because i mean the, you mentioned at the beginning um henry Treese, who was a very well-known english poet in the um 50s 60s of last century um I, I was fortunate enough to be taught by him from the age of 11 to 18. So all my knowledge of English literature and the English language really goes back to Henry Treat. Um, he, he was somebody who, um, he, he was just totally enthralled by everything that was going on around him. And, and, and you pick this up from the person. Whereas if you um, 
speak to school teachers at the moment, it's very sad because many of them would love to teach like that. But in fact, they're given curricula that they're supposed to follow. And quite a lot of the education these days is is on screen and it's already been worked out by some educationalists in, well, in, in, in my case in Paris, but in, uh, in, in the um, Ministry of Education of whatever country you're in. And it doesn't allow that flexible relationship between a teacher and, and, and a student that, that encourages an individual approach. And I think it, it's very sad that um, we, we, we've agreed, because it's a democracy, we do allow these things to happen, that, that we've agreed to education being absolutely by rote and, and no longer um, exploratory and uh, and, and um, for the excitement and all the things that life should be about. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's definitely uh, true. You know, uh, you know, it, it it was definitely different in you know uh, in more traditional times. Uh, things are becoming less and less traditional now, and. Uh, uh, homeschool se- definitely seems like a better option <laughs> if you want to uh, be removed from, you know, uh, what what has turned. Uh, so, you know, we we see we see uh, sort of what you know, uh, sort of you know what has sort of this uh, bit of a conversion. Uh, speaking of conversions, uh, you know, talk to us a little bit about the death of Augustus, uh, his conversion to Christ. Uh, you know, uh, there was a bit of a switch with uh, with, with Augustus too. You know, uh, he had a bit of change of mind. Uh, you know, well, the, the the amazing thing, I wrote that book in um, 2014 because that was supposed to be the 2000th anniversary of the death of Augustus. Yes. Uh, I'd always been very intrigued about a poem of um, Ovid's where he claims that he's writing it. Um, immediately after the death of Augustus, and he does that in a very complicated way, um, tell you what year it was, and it was 8 AD, it wasn't 14 AD. The reason that that Augustus is supposed to have died in 14 AD is because somebody wrote at the beginning of one of the books of the um, New Testament, look, I think, um, that Tiberius had been emperor for... 30 years, I think it was, when Jesus started preaching. And if he worked backwards, it meant because they knew when Tiberius had been emperor, that Augustus must have died in 14 instead of in 8. But the, the only absolute record left of when he died is the one that Ovid wrote, because all the literature of the period when Augustus was in, in power um, was destroyed by the Christians when they got to power 500 years later. They didn't want to know. They didn't want anybody to know that Augustus had been called the Son of God, that he was the Prince of Peace, and all the titles that they'd passed on to Jesus. And it, it, it's very sad because in the process, they not only gave a false impression of Augustus, but they did of, of Jesus as well. Because... He, he taught pacifism and he taught 
being understanding with your neighbors and not accumulating wealth and being bothered about all those sorts of things, which, of course, didn't. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Satisfy the powers that be of the day, all of whom wanted to accumulate wealth and, and fight wars in order to protect it. And it, it really is quite outrageous that we give the name Christianity to a religion that, like, I, Bob Dylan's got a lovely song about that with God on your side, where he, he, he is saying, How on earth can you have God on your side if you're on the German side and if you're on the Allies side? Obviously, you can't. It's, it's, it's one of those nonsenses that we've allowed to grow up. Um, that, that fighting wars is, is part of the Christian belief system. It's not. It's part of the belief system that came in, in at a later date, but it, it wasn't there in the original. If you read the New Testament, you won't find any reference to wars. Um, you won't find any reference to killing. Um, you'll find plenty of references about not spending your life accumulating wealth and missing out on friendship and all the rest of it. Um, I, I, I think it's very sad, and that was why I wrote Death of Augustus. It was simply to point out that, that he didn't actually die the year that he's supposed to have died, and he, the reason why they changed his image was because they wanted to take the religion as the religion of Christ. In Rome, um, the very early illustrations of Christ, he looks like Augustus. He hasn't got a beard or anything of that sort. It was only later on they gave him a beard because they wanted him to look as different to Augustus who was clean-shaven as he possibly could. Anyway, that, that, that was the, the first lengthy book I wrote. Um, Life in Poetry, which is a bigger book, um, is an accumulation of things I wrote over well over fifty years now, um, and it was um, I still think it's, it's the most interesting of my books. The others are yeah, well well worth reading to anybody who likes the sorts of subjects. Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know. You really have like just 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 some wealth of a, just you know a wisdom just to pass along to to all of us and you know it and and just just you've been a very transformational you know writer uh, throughout throughout all this time um, and and you and you seem like you you know you were able to wrap it all up. Um, and in, in each, you know, uh, each book, you know, uh, so, so coming back to, to bronze again, you know, we, we got, we got this, this Scott's, um, banker, you know, um, I mean, we got this grandson of a Scott's banker and a, uh, Mennonese, uh, mafia boss, uh, you know, um, you know, and as I'm, you know, I'm thinking, you know, um, you know, and, you know, we, you know, for you to, you know, write early on, on Augustus and, 
you know, um, and you know, and then you know the Mendes uh, mafia boss, and <laughs> so, and so, so the now, have you did you have any you know uh, intel you know on um, did you have to do any while you were while you were in Italy, uh while you were were in uh, you know um, over in you had some time in Rome am I am I correct or were were you in um, did you have some time uh, uh, in that area? Am I correct when when you wrote this book? I visited Florence every summer for oh years and years and years, um, yes. and quite a lot of it was written in either Rome or in Milan. Um, yeah, 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 well yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it, 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 right. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, that was the point I was making. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I'm collecting my thoughts here. So, so do excuse me uh, for interrupting you too. So yeah. So, so you, so you might've had some, uh, so yeah, the, for the, to what the Mennonese, um, mafia boss, that concept there is, uh, uh, pretty, pretty interesting. Um, for, because, uh, was there any, any research you did into the into the Kamasina, uh gang, uh, you know, be, uh, was there any connection with that character? You know, with the Kamasina, uh leader, uh, the former Kamasina? You, you don't get anywhere near them, I don't think. Um, you, you can pick up all sorts of useful information um, by talking to people. Um, who are considerably lower down in the ranks than the the, the top guys. The the, the um, portrayal I've given of the mafia boss in uh, in Milan, um, he is just an ordinary bloke who happens to have got an enormous amount of power because he's got so much um, information that is valuable to him about other people. And that's basically how these organizations work. They, um, they, they accumulate money that allows them to blackmail other people. And um, if you actually meet one of them, as I understand it, you, you, you wouldn't know them from anybody else, apart from the fact that they're extremely rich. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, 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 and it's quite, quite interesting that, you know, we, we, you know, we got people among us like that, and um, for you to be exposed to that type of people, um, you know, you know, and and having you know had the conversation with you on the other side, and you know, um, that type of exposure to that type of people, uh, how has that changed your kind of your, kind of your thought process about humanity, um, if it has at all? You know, you know. Uh, I, I must confess, I can less and less see a distinction between um, crops making vast amounts of money and commercialism generally. It seems to me that they're all based on the same premise, and that is that if you can force humanity, ordinary human beings like you and me, into doing what they want. Um, they will make money out of it. And this is why um, all this diversionary tactic so that you spend your whole life um, 
doing things other than really investigating and, and, and enjoying, enjoying life is because somewhere along the line you're paying some money to them. So you are effectively being taxed either by crooks or by industry or by the state, um, all of whom are taking money away from you to use in ways you would rather they didn't mainly. I mean, I, I have no idea why we spend billions on space research um, trying to find life on other planets when we're very near the point of making life on this planet extinct. It would seem to me to make a lot more sense if they spent money with all these brilliant scientists making sure that we solve the problem of global warming. But um, we seem to think that it's more important to go and look for life anywhere else. If there is life anywhere else, good luck to it. But I would like to think that there was going to be life on Earth for another century or so it doesn't look very likely yeah you know it, you really do you know get that 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 feeling too you know it, you're, you're so right on so many many points and you know and I, I i can see where you know the book bronze um you know uh you know has has this has has, has a little bit of uh, of this you know where you know, you know where uh, his mind mindset and belief system was jeopardized uh, by you know by these powerful uh, personal encounters, and you know, and, you know, and that can you know oftentimes like you know change your whole uh, perception. You know uh, uh, how you how you look at you know humanity uh, totally different, and you know it, at large too. You know, um, especially when when there's so much going on in the world, and you know the. You know, you would think that you know they would do things the you know the the right way when they have so many resources available uh you know that 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 are here from stretches from here all the way around the world more than once you know so it it's it's totally it's totally uh totally ashamed totally shameful uh we that we're not learning from um our past uh past mistakes so um well, so with that being said, um, you know, as we continue to wind down here, you know, um, you you have worked in, in um, you know, psychiatric hospitals, um, and you got gotten to witness, uh, you know, um, what we can look look, look like in our, uh, you know, worse at our, at our worst uh, when our when our minds are uh, are are most gone, uh, but you know, we do know that um, there's we still have a soul there, you know, um, yeah. You know, and oftentimes, even when our mind's going, there's, there's still a soul there, you know, still a heart there. You know, um, um, what 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 can you most offer to the world, uh, and what do you think your your books can most offer to the world, uh, if if you can hand one to to everybody? I think the important thing is is to be yourself, to to um, really probe your own belief systems and sort out what you actually do believe and be very respectful of what everybody else believes um, because I don't think any two people think the same. Um, I think we should all be very tolerant and understanding of others. One of the things that is at the basic root of um, the teachings of Jesus is, is that you should think for yourself and you should think about other people. 
Um, and it's extraordinarily important that everything you do is, is done on the basis of is, is this as general benefit or, or is this just something that's going to make me richer or more powerful. People who want to be rich and powerful have lost themselves anyway. That's absolutely true. You, you know, you, you really, you really speak to, you know, uh, uh, what, you know, what Jesus would, you know, uh, still be saying if, if, if he was, you know, he, you know, here, you know, in, in physical form, you know, uh, but, you know, as, as your book, um, is titled, uh, you have a book that's titled Jesus forever reborn, um, you know, uh, his spirit still lives on and, you know, he still dwells in all of us uh, that still believes uh, in this septum. Uh, so, yeah, wow, you know, this has been an awesome conversation. You know, um, we, we can't thank you enough. Uh, and we, we, we greatly appreciate you and, and just your, your influence that you are, you know, putting, putting in all of us with your writings. Uh, so uh, tell, us, tell us where we can find the book and um, just any any additional things you may want to say? Not really. I think um, everybody has got a creative side to them. Um, I've tried to put mine into the books I, I've read and into my relationships with other people. And I, I, I think it's very sad if people don't recognize the creative element within themselves. It doesn't matter whether... It's a creative element of being a carpenter or a bookkeeper or whatever. Um, the, the important thing is to think things through for yourself and, and do what you want to do and not what commerce and industry and states and everybody else thinks you should be doing. I think we've all got to stand up for ourselves. And if we do, um, we may well find that we can avoid all, all these climatic nonsenses that we've got um, because the moment you start thinking about um, how, how do I best serve other people um, you, you start making so many demands on resources yourself Thank you so much uh, Colin um, and your books are available online uh, correctly uh, so correct Yep, they're, they're all online um, you, you can get them from Barnes Noble, from Amazon, from um, any of those places. If you go to my website, which is Colin Kirk Works, you'll find them all listed, a little bit about each of them, and where you can get a copy. Okay. Oh, fascinating. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Uh, just brilliant. Uh, you have definitely been a great joy here today. Um, we Appreciate all your knowledge and, and great wisdom that you have offered here. Um, you know, you have definitely been a great service here today and, um, and continue to uh, just you know, be the light that continue to uh, shine for all of us. Uh, thank you so much. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we just had a conversation with Colin Kurt. Uh, he's the author of uh, Five Great Works on uh, Death of Augustus, Jesus Forever Reborn, Aiden's um, Goldfish, Bronze, and Life in Poetry. Do uh, take the time out to visit his website, 
ColinKurtzWorks.com. I am your host, Marcus Hart. Uh, until next time, many blessings, peace, and lots of love. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 